بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه إلى يوم الدين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته جزاكم الله خيرا for listening to me speak my name is Muhammad and I am uh, a doctor and just a brother um, part that is part of this Muslim Ummah um, I'm an accident and emergency doctor um, working in one of the most busiest accident emergency departments in the country and I thought I'd just take the opportunity to share some of my experiences as well as some reflections that I've had over a particular ayah of Quran and I've titled this particular um, recording as Corona and the Perceived Mastery of Man because after a very very busy shift and you can imagine it's quite busy in the hospital especially in the corona areas where day by day we are hearing of deaths with, from coronavirus where day by day we are having struggles as doctors such as lack of equipment, lack of ventilators, lack of capacity in places like ICU and it's become naturally become a very very difficult situation to deal with and during breaks, I often try my best to seek solace with my Rabb, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I do this via my ibadah and making tadabbur ala al-Qur'an al-Kareem, over the Qur'an al-Kareem. And as I was reading Surah Al-Yunis, I came across a particular ayah that I had actually paid attention to many, many years ago. But it was only in this particular context I really, really thought about this ayah. And I wanted to make this the basis of my reminder. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in ayah 24 in Surah Al-Yunis, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ إِنَّمَا مَثَلُ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا كَمَا إِنْ أَنزَلْنَاهُ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ فَاخْتَلَطَ بِهِ نَبَاتُ الْأَرْضِ مِمَّا يَأْكُلُ النَّاسُ وَالْأَنْعَامُ حَتَّى حتى إذا أخذت الأرض زخرفها وزينت وظن أهلها أنهم قادرون عليها أتاها أمرنا ليلا أو نهارا فَجَعَلْنَاهَا حَصِيدًا كَأَنْ لَمْ تَغْنَ بِالْأَمْسِ كَذَلِكَ نُفَصِّلُ الْآيَاتِ لِقَوْمٍ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this ayah and it's really important to pay attention to these ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of Qur'an al-Kareem. He says, the example of this worldly life is but like rain which we have sent down from the sky that the plants of the earth absorb, those from which men and livestock eat, until when the earth has taken on its adornment and is beautified, and its people suppose that they have capability over it. Then, there comes to it by our command, by night or by day, and we make it as a harvest as if it had not even flourished yesterday. Thus do we explain in detail the signs of a, for a people who give thought. SubhanAllah, it's clear that the issue of coronavirus is a vital issue. It's linked to the very survival of human beings. 
because it's an instinctual issue. It takes primacy in all our lives because it affects our loved ones, it affects ourselves. And for most people we encounter, it is the, mo the most important issue and the only issue that people currently talk about. For most, this life is the primary and often the only consideration. There is nothing before this life. And after this life, there is nothing. Even if there is, and even if people do believe there is, this life is nonetheless seen as a standalone phase, separated from absolutely everything, and hence requiring undivided attention. This is the viewpoint that society has adopted, and coronavirus is naturally seen from this viewpoint, because there is nothing but this life. And in observing people, whether they're my patients or whether it's people around me, we can see that because it is the vital issue, because it's linked to essentially life and death, people have reformed their entire lives. People have changed bad habits and reformed and, and, and developed good habits. People are washing their hands like never before. People care about each other like never before. People criticise other people like never before. Those who aren't necessarily acting in a safe way are being criticised. Government, which may be being negligent, is being criticised. And people are being as truthful as possible to ensure the safety of other people around them. Anyone downplaying coronavirus, whether they are laymen or political leaders, are seen as being irresponsible and out of their mind as the threat of coronavirus is indeed huge. However, as we definitely as doctors, and even as people who may not necessarily be doctors, I think it's quite clear that there's been a trend, and there's almost been two tracts. The average person, the average person who lives in the West, generally is trying to change their habits, generally is changing their life, self-isolating, etc., genuinely for other people. However, the political leaderships of these nations aren't necessarily having, or, or don't necessarily have the same concern. We've seen and observed and experienced the delay tactics of Western nations, including the UK, and we've seen that the consideration has primarily, primarily been the economics of their nation with human welfare as secondary. The policy of containment and herd immunity is perhaps the biggest example. You know, scientific literature, and there's been lots that have come out in terms of various different approaches. And there are a number of different approaches to controlling pandemics and, and plagues, you can call them. One is this herd immunity approach, which actually doesn't have a great deal of evidence behind it. And another is uh, the absolute lockdown strategy, which China used, and actually China is seeing the, um, the fruits of this strategy. And the, but the most effective way is contact tracing, which places like Singapore and South Korea have done. So they found cases, they found contacts to those cases, like family members, friends, etc., and they've isolated those as individuals, not needing to isolate society as at large. But for some reason, Western nations, especially European nations and also the United States of America, have, have shied away from these, 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 uh, the second and third methods. And they've persistently peddled herd immunity. 
And herd immunity wasn't something that was taken out of thin air. It was a strategy that was developed and peddled for a long time. But it really started to gain traction after February because February is generally when um, the key economic predictors come out for nations. And it was clear that Europe, it wasn't necessarily looking good for Europe. The argument that was being made was we can beat the virus. When in reality, the actual story was that the economy can beat the virus. Testing wasn't rolled out. Society was allowed to function as if nothing happened. And people were encouraged to continue going to work whilst the elderly suffered from disease and those who were immunocompromised were at risk. Even when advice came out regarding work, those with legitimate child care concerns, sorry, were asked to live through an impossible scenario. And those of you who have children know that doing productive work and having children next to you is pretty much impossible. But it wasn't the welfare of children. It wasn't the welfare of society. It was, you need to still do work, buddy. And you can do that at home, but make sure that the work, work is done. This was the official strategy, as Professor Witte from the UK, by the way, while standing next to the economic minister and also Boris Johnson said, our aim is to try and reduce the peak, broaden the peak and not suppress it completely. Because the vast majority of people get a mild illness, we need to build up some kind of herd immunity so more people are immune to this disease. And this broadening the peak, once again, and there is a consensus on this from clinicians, from scientists, and also from the general public, it wasn't for the people. It was to protect the economy. And this was the philosophy behind government action. As economic welfare is the primary concern for a people and a society which views this world as a standalone independent phase, or in most cases, the only phase. The reality was and is that COVID was known three to four months in advance prior to its arrival on any shore within Europe. Yet it was only now that the government has asked companies to make ventilators, for example. As doctors, subhanAllah, in the emergency department, we're going around short-sleeved, you know, really fighting for, for masks. And by the way, when we, when we are using visors, but those visors say on them, please do not reuse single use only, but we're having to use them again and again and again. It's an unsafe environment for us. And also, we're not even getting tested, so we don't even know if we're actually spreading the disease or not. SubhanAllah. Flattening the curve was the strategy indeed, but it was to maximise the economy and to do things on the cheap, and that's the reality of it. But this economic welfare... Uh, in the form of big buildings, big industry, machinery, banks, infrastructure, the fruits of hard work of people, but also the fruits of a worldview that sees this world as a standalone phase and as the only phase and should be the primary concern of everyone living on it, is, is heavily protected and becomes the primary consideration in every situation within capitalist countries. An illusion of grandeur is cr created within politicians, within industry experts, that 
even at the cost of human lives, even at the cost of the elderly, even at the cost of people who have children that they want to take care of, we have to protect our industries and we have to protect our jobs. And subsequently, uh, not jobs, sorry, jobs, we have to um, protect our industry, sorry, and our money and, and, and our infrastructure. And subsequently, every policy becomes about all of this. Because what happens when jobs are lost, currency is devalued, recessions are predicted and everything we have created is lost and subhanallah indeed this is what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying in this ayah because he compares he says indeed the example of this dunya is like rain allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends this just as allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the tools for which man can create his livelihood in this world. He, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, has given us heat. He, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, has given us cold water. He, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, has created the chemical conditions that allow us, subhanAllah, to create the metal that's needed for these massive buildings and infrastructure and banks. And it mixes in with the with with the plants of the earth from which the people eat and 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 the cattle eat and then the people eat the cattle it's via allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's ni'mah that he has that he has given those things or put those things in 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 the earth uh, which we as human beings use to create livelihood for ourselves Subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, until this until the, the, the earth the earth brings out its bring, brings out its adornment and is beautified for the people. So people are enjoying themselves, people are benefiting from it. Well and what does this make people do? And the people then think or its people then think that they have mastery over this world. That all of this is as a result of their doing. That all of this is due to their efforts. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not had any input into any of this. Because this life is all there is. And we have to capitalize on this life. And we have to protect this life and, and and all of our achievements to be more specific in this life so our economy and our money and our capital and our gains and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says listen and then suddenly our amr our command comes night or day and it destroys absolutely everything as if there was nothing as if there was nothing yesterday as if they it didn't even flourish yesterday all of these things as if they didn't even happen yesterday and like this we explain in detail the signs for a people who give who give thought and this is the reality of this human beings or more specifically the political leaderships of the west 
because they base their economy, their worldview on capitalism, which makes money, finance, infrastructure, industry, the primary consideration of everything, and not necessarily the legitimate needs, whether they be medical or social, of human beings. All of these various things are, and aspects are, are placed in primary focus at the expense of the welfare of man. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that all of this can actually come to an end instantly. And we see this. We know that the economic predictors for the next few years are very, very poor. It's almost certain that the, that the world will go into recession of the back of this. Everything that has been created, that man thought he created out of his own capability, is soon going to be contracting, is soon going to be um, taken away from, from, from man. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then continues and he describes to us and he tells us, Wallahu yad'u ila salam And Allah, He invites and He calls to Daris Salam, to the abode of peace, i.e. Jannah. Wa yahdi man yasha' ila siratim mustaqeem. And He guides who He wishes to the straight path. Aqulu qawli hadha, wa astaghfirullah wa lakum wa lisa'ilil muslimin, fastaghfiruhu innahu huwal ghafoorul rahim. وصلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته